welcome back to the Q&R code. This is Quinn. And this is Riley. And we are very excited to welcome you back for week two. Um, we Congratulations had so on your drop. Yes, same Sorry, to you. Sorry, I spoke over you. Um, this is what we do as twins. This is our biggest struggle for the podcast is just trying not to speak at the same time. Which, speaking of, we actually did a pretty good job last episode. But in the between the editing and upload process, somehow some audio did get overlapped. And for that, I apologize. Quinn spent so long editing. I was uploading everything and I just did not notice that little glitch. But um, people that we spoke to, our friends and family were like, it wasn't that noticeable. To us, it was. And we'll just I keep on working on iron. <laughs> yeah, I well. <laughs> think they were trying to be kind. I was listening. We, well, about me editing. First of all, we're not really editing this podcast, like removing anything. I had spent time editing because no. we are trying to be better about our mics. And there was just some background noise. So that's really what I was editing. And yeah, our not pod- like clipping out things. Yes, uh, I'm obviously, explaining. if we were clipping out things, it might not have sounded like it did. <laughs> um. Anyway, I that's what I was editing, and also our software that we're our podcast host is having some weird glitches. So that's there were some weird sounds that didn't actually come out of our mouths. That's what I was editing. But I spent a while doing that the other night. And then, again, talk about glitchy. An error came up and it lost everything, even though it had said it had been saved. So you're saying I edited stuff, but I don't want people to think that as a reflection of the final result. Because then in the end, we did not edit it. It was just straight from our mouths to your years but yeah no that's what i'm saying is we tried to edit but it was yeah it was glitchy it's like multiple steps it's so funny with the podcast it's not just like we upload the audio into the platform and there it is it just has a lot of opportunity for error but i'm proud of you quinn proud of us for the turnaround time we had from actually recording and getting a podcast up that's excellent and i'm so excited all of our you know people in our circle so far that have found out about our project are being so supportive my dad was so funny he was like i listened to your podcast this morning and i really enjoyed it and asked me to see my haircut i forgot that i brought that up and i'm like oh he he is so funny but um yeah our friends are so sweet are like i'm listening again this morning (laughs) and it's just really cute and it's awesome how when you start a new project or endeavor and have a good crew in your life and people get excited with you so that's been really fun I'm going to start counting the number of times that you call this podcast a project. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like it is a project because it hasn't just been like recording and uploading 
audio because we've had lots of other steps and things that we were checking off. So it feels like a larger project. And it's probably because in my planner, when I organize things, you know, that productivity planner, shout out that has like tasks or quick takes or whatever, or projects, projects that like take up a, a like bigger portion of your day so that's just how yes. i'm organizing and thinking of things but i'm sorry i'll try to check that if it's becoming a recurring theme um first of all if you're gonna do a shout out you better say what it is it's grace beverly's product planning journal what's it called the she has a name productivity for it. planner yeah productivity that's planner. why I, I did i said productivity planner shout out yeah it's actually so helpful because grace beverly if any of y'all follow her, is very organized. Of productivity. She is amazing. She started like a sustainable activewear company while she was going to Oxford. I believe she went to Harvard Business School for something, but she just, so she has always had a tight schedule and really plans and budgets her time. And I struggle with that <laughs> so it's really nice to have a outline of like this is how it can be helpful to plan and budget your day if you are trying to get a lot of things done use your time wisely and be productive so i like that quite a bit yeah i think that planner is great i also really like it i think it's not always for sale, I think, because she's very, like you said, passionate about the environment. So I think she just does pre-orders and then fulfills like that number, right? I believe that's what she does. But um, I would highly recommend it to anyone, honestly. But it's so funny following her, how she will post on stories her schedule for the day. Um, The size font Down she has to, the to use for that, I'm like... It's impossible to even read. You need readers on because she has so much scheduled every single day. Oh my I'm gosh. Like, She'll have can like you five imagine? minute meeting calls. She'll have five minute meetings like budgeted in because she just has to use her time so wisely with all of the things she has going on. I'm like, oh my goodness. Maybe that's she when reminds you're advanced me of my level. mom. Like, yeah, so organized. I could. I. Here's the thing. I'm not going to never say never, but we were raised by a mom who is hyper productive. Like I, I was raised as a little girl with ADHD thinking that she was the standard, like, oh, the norm, you know, my mom every day getting actually, when she makes a to-do list, she completes it all that day. Like everything gets done. And I just genuinely can't understand it. So honestly, it did leave me with some guilt in my later teenage and early 20s. Like, I, I'm still suffering with that complex a little bit because the productivity that was set as an example for me is just something that is completely out of my reach. But I will say that the productivity planner has helped me structure my days better. Anywho. <laughs> but also I will say with that, with feeling like underachieving sometimes on a certain day, I think that when you have to, you do. And I know not all 
situations are like this and a lot of it is up to the individual but think about mom being in a situation with four kids and her husband and her own schedules to think about and budgeting your life to accommodate all the different things you have going on to some extent it's just like yeah how would you keep your head above water if you didn't figure out a system that worked for you i know she's also innately like this our mom she's really just wired like that and has a good sense for it but i think that if you feel like right now that is beyond your reach you actually are taking care of um multiple big lives horses donkeys chickens question mark they might be on the way soon quinn's checking some out today anyway lots of little things that you are like taking care of all this in a day it just can be harder to feel maybe like those are tasks that you're accomplishing so much productivity in that way but that's just me reminding you that you might feel like that is beyond your reach but you actually are balancing a lot right now including your yeah. job your life whatever in the name of vulnerability on this podcast i will share a story of what happened to me on the super blue moon um I had heard that this moon could really bring about some big feelings and you know I'm into moon cycles and stuff don't really pay too much attention to it but I think there's validity there but I was on my way home driving back from work that day and just started to feel a deep churning inside of me like something was about to go down but I wasn't really in tune with what I was feeling just like hmm this is bringing something big to the surface um so i got home and yeah it it did just things boiled over um i did have a mental breakdown also theme of the podcast <laughs> and i you know sometimes i get that overwhelm of all these things adding onto my plate and not doing the pro taking the proper steps to kind of avoid the breakdown but at the same time i also think sometimes you kind of just have to get to that breaking point have the big cry and then build yourself back up again um but wow i have never believed so deeply in what a moon cycle can do to you as i did that night like it truly brought a whole new beast out of me um and it took me by surprise but anyway that the point of me sharing this is that moment what i was feeling was like so underachieving and so unaccomplished and just this big looming sense of that i haven't been getting enough done and accomplishing the things I want to step toward my bigger goals. So Sean is great. Like he always really hears me out in those moments. And, you know, he, he for a while was just like hearing me, comforting me. Um, but I kind of persisted and was just getting frustrated, like feeling 
like I don't do enough and I don't accomplish enough and I'm not being productive enough. And he reminded me, he was like, um, I think that you sometimes forget that you and your sister and your family like are extremely extremely productive people that have always had busier schedules than the average bear so i think that maybe you're feeling this but forgetting that you are above average busy and i don't know why like him saying that i was like no like that's i don't know no 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 like I'm still not doing enough. But then I started to really think about it. And I had heard that same thing from one of my friends recently. And I'm like, yeah, sadly, I do have the tendency to be extremely critical of myself and to feel like even when I'm giving my all that it's not enough because I have such big goals that it can feel like chipping away is so tiny and not enough of a step forward you know totally it can definitely feel like that and as you know i have been in a very similar space recently and mindset and it's like a balance for sure because there is a really good quality about like wanting to be productive that can be motivating I think and energizing and is a good way to like keep up the momentum because I think it can be really hard to get started into something or get a lot accomplished when you're feeling like you're kind of at a standstill momentum but then there's also the end of hyper productivity and kind of hustle culture of just like you should not be taking breaks and time off because like the more you work the more you achieve this really high achieving mentality of you need to be like constantly contributing and i think that's the end where growing up we weren't necessarily given that messaging in our household as much as societally but it was a situation where we were always busy because we just had a lot going on. It, it makes a kid busy when they have school from eight to four and then they have activities after. Like that just is a busy schedule because then you come home and you have a, like some homework and dinner and not much time to actually just relax. And I think kids and all people need that off switch time and an opportunity to decompress. And you and I are mad chillers we need that we both like really thrive on having some at home time to just chill Put the out. feet up and recharge yeah sometimes you just need to have a relaxing moment and when that wasn't always modeled for you it can feel like wow i'm just at home relaxing and something I've definitely been going through with Brayden in med school is like my partner is so busy right now and he has so much on his plate that then I feel like I should be taking care of all the other obligations that we have like 
cooking and meal planning and shopping and going to the laundromat, taking care of our dog as a full-time responsibility and then making money as well. And so it's like when I come, when I have a day where I feel like I didn't get much accomplished, quote unquote, then I can kind of feel like, wow, I I need to pick up the slack because this is not okay to not have something going on. But actually, if I just gave myself more permission to have those moments and that time, it would pay off so much. It's like in, in undergrad, I always would procrastinate. Just still learning about time management to this day, but I'd put off an assignment and accomplish it in the time that I needed to accomplish it. But while I was putting it off, I didn't really even get to have that off switch enjoyment of that time spent because I would allow myself to feel guilty about not focusing on a task at hand and taking the time off. So I'm just really working on and like conditioning that learning of having off time is okay and it's necessary. It's actually good when you know how to use it wisely, but let that time actually be appreciated and be like a growth opportunity for you to give yourself the space to turn off. Cause when you're having that time where you're quote unquote, not being productive anyway, and then you're not feeling good about it, it's just like a double whammy on your system. Yeah. That is something I struggle with too, is that when it comes time to relax, I feel guilt for it. Like even when I've accomplished all my stuff, like sadly, that is an example that's been set. Our mom struggles very badly to ever take a moment for herself. And it's not, I don't want to follow in her footsteps on that. She carries such a heavy load. And like, we as children always feel like she deserves that time off. And we wish so badly that she would actually let herself take it. So I want to actually learn and, you know, tweak our cycle and be okay with those moments off. But it is just, it is a learning thing, especially you know, we are involved in hustle culture and it it's hard to not feel like, you know, I used to kind of pride myself on the fact, not even intentionally, but I know I was priding myself on the fact that I would work six days a week and oftentimes I would do doubles every day. And yeah, I was making a lot of money and being successful in that way. But all the other parts of my life were slipping and I am not someone, even with tattooing, which is my passion, and I love it so much, and I care so deeply about honing in on that craft and excelling, I cannot give myself to that all day, every day, day in and day out, like breaking my own boundaries and then burning out on the other end because not only is that not fair to my clients or myself because I can't give the best tattoos when I'm burnt out. It's also not the life I want to live. I understand that like 
the Michael Jordans of the world that are the actual best of the best, they that comes with huge sacrifice, truly, to other aspects of your life, your relationships, hobbies, interests, like mental health. And for me, I just know with my personality and who I am, I like having my eggs in multiple baskets. Like I like being someone who loves to exercise and loves to cook and also loves to manage a farm and a bunch of animals. And I love to tattoo and I love, you know, I have all these different passions that I care some of them equally about that to me, it's not worth sacrificing being the best animal mom that I can be to be trying to beat out all the other tattooers in the industry, you know? So I keep reminding myself, I want this balance and the balance that I need might make some people think, oh, I'm not spending as much time in the tattoo studio, so maybe I'm not working as hard. But I don't need justification from other people to know what it is I'm taking care of when I get home and how dedicated we are to those other aspects of our life. And I know this chat went on a while, but I do think, honestly, it's been a very prevalent feeling in my life of this cycle of guilt with not being enough when in reality we are but i really care to keep breaking this down and having conversations about it because i care to change it and i don't want to live my whole life feeling guilty about doing stuff that is pleasure pleasurable and doesn't necessarily bring in money you know definitely and i think it's important to acknowledge those things and those feelings that we have because that is like just a work in progress it's not the first time that we're realizing these things we've you have always had great emotional literacy and i feel like together as twins we've been lucky to have the vulnerability together that we share so this has been ongoing discussions since we were in middle school you would bring up feelings of guilt for various reasons and these different things that we all experience that are the more like nuanced conversations to get into and as much as i think we're definitely becoming a culture of more transparency around mental health and emotional discussions. For a lot of people, it is really not that easy to enter into these discussions. And I think that it's great that we feel with each other and honestly, quite openly with other people, like we can have those discussions out in the open because it is part of just the human experience and I don't find it like that challenging to share the way I'm feeling with something like that being a big vulnerability with others and not everyone feels that way so I think it can just be really validating to hear that coming from someone else and especially I love that you and I get to be in this space with husbands that can hear us and make space for 
those feelings and also offer such encouragement, having this very similar conversation about these issues of feeling like guilt and productivity lacking and talking to him about that yesterday. He was just saying that that is fine that I feel that way and we can work through that. But he's like, I don't think that about you at all. Kind of like what you were saying with Sean, but he's like, I see what you accomplish and I see what you have going on that is like much more than just how many like hours are you punching the clock? And I've been very deeply invested in our training with Roger because not to get too much into it, but he's been dealing with some pretty serious reactivity and some struggles that not all dogs go through. Um, And having bad anxiety if somebody is to come to our door that makes him really panic or just these certain situations that are not so hard for other dogs that I take on that responsibility so deeply because I feel like we have to give him the best opportunities in life possible because we accepted that responsibility when we adopted him. But sometimes I do it in such a 24-7 way that I am having other parts of my life go by the wayside. And I don't think that's doing anyone a service. Like, I think I can be just as committed to Roger's safety and happiness and well-being and also take a bit of an emotional step back where I'm like, that would honestly probably be better for my dog to learn about that sort of independence and learning how to manage his own excitement and whatnot without me always in the picture. So to that tune, today I I left, not that I haven't been leaving the house, by the way, I've been for a while, he's been the type of dog that's able to stay home alone um, without having destructive behaviors, but I often just find myself at home throughout the day because right now I'm working from home and I don't have like school or a specific reason to leave the house each day at a certain time. So that's part of me building a better schedule for myself to make sure that like I'm in a good rhythm as well. And I just feel like I am turning over a new leaf, if you will, because this is leading me into our discussion today. Our thank you. Our topic is Pilgrim Girl Philosophy. Um, emphasis fall. on the fall. Fall. We can credit my co-host Quinn for this <laughs> excellent thank you so pun. much. Um, thank yes, you so absolutely. much. But I, I just saw my little today. horse walk over. Can I just say so so precious, my beautiful little horse standing outside of my window. Wow, that is so lovely. I um, wish I wish I just upon wanted to say that the you. colors Sorry, I know you want <laughs> to talk about your horsey. Let me just finish my thought real quick. That the the fall colors were really out and about and it was inspiring me for the episode. Really? Okay, now you That's go. That's so great. I we have some fall colors and I know that there's more higher in the mountains obviously because it's colder up there so the leaves turn quicker but in denver with it staying so warm 
Like, the past two days have been the first, like, oh, actually, there's a bit of a chill in the air, which has been so lovely. But I haven't seen much color change yet. But slowly, it's getting there. I'm seeing some yellow in my trees. Um, yeah. And there's right. still a lot of green, but I think that's nice because we'll have a prolonged season. Right. That is Thank one benefit you. of being out in central Virginia. Yes, you guys have such a beautiful fall. It's crazy. Um, but first of all, I want to say a couple things. Thank you for carrying us into the main point of our episode today. I appreciate that. But I do feel compelled to just quickly respond to you. I just want to say with the work you're doing with Roger, you know how I feel. But sometimes this is our second episode but Loki it feels like we've been doing this forever maybe it's because we've been doing it for so long but <laughs> maybe um, it's because we have some <laughs> maybe it's because the of the <laughs> amount of episodes we have recorded that we have covered some that stuff not, <laughs> that do, do not, not exist in the public day. sphere um but anyway I just want to say like the effort you're making with Roger is something to be so proud of. And there are plenty of cases where people do surrender their animals for a lot less than what you're going through. And you have never once considered that and have been so diligent and dedicated to finding the best way to care for him. It's you are working so hard. And when you say 24-7, it literally has been 24-7 for you. I'm so proud of you. That work is going to continue to pay itself off tenfold. It does not go unnoticed. And it is so appreciated by Roger. Even though he doesn't say those words, I know he feels so lucky to have such devoted parents that are making such an effort to educate themselves and show up in the best way possible for him okay so that's my first thing you don't even have to i okay. know you're grateful like i know you're i i love you ryan i'm so proud then real quick can i just give a very quick life update Yes, you can, but give me the opportunity to reply to that first. Ugh, fine. Because, <laughs> only quickly, because today I realized, first of all, happy Friday the 13th. Ooh, but today yes. is the one year anniversary, I'm pretty sure, of us first fostering him and meeting oh. the little guy. Oh, oh congratulations. He was so precious. I should honestly put a photo up on the yes. Instagram for that today because <sighs> he was such he a was cute so boy. Tiny. And Brayden, I know. So and Brayden reminded me about picking him up that, like, Roger had parvo and he had a skin infection and was underweight. Like, he was a sick little boy when we first got him and he was in a shelter and he wasn't being handled like where he was and he because he was sick he didn't get to interact with other dogs and people and whatnot hmm. and Brayden was like we knew that taking him in wasn't going to be the easiest option to get a dog like you can have a lot more reassurances when you pick out an animal from a breeder that you know the parents and you're able to kind of understand what traits your dog might have but 
that's not what we were looking for. And we knew that we were available to care for the right dog in whatever way they needed care for. So even though this has not by any means been as seamless as it could have been inter- integrating a pet into our home, I know that we are the people to show up for Roger and that he shows up for us. Like he's such a sweet little boy. He loves us so much. And I have learned more from this relationship than any relationship I've had in my life, honestly, like about myself, I would say like in the shortest amount of time, I've been able to learn a lot about myself and what I'm able to give and put into something. And it's just been a really cool process, even though there have been a lot of Menti Bees, a lot of tears shed. It's all come from like such a special place of connection with this animal where I just want to learn and figure out how I can be better and how we can like learn from each other to have the most like integrated positive life and sometimes I have gone too fast and pushed him too fast with training and that's been a valuable lesson and sometimes he has exceeded our expectations like there are lots of areas where he struggles where other dogs won't and he also has lots of such like cool things about him that are so sweet and such a gift to get to experience so that's just a quick shout out for my little guy right now he actually he had to go to the vet yesterday because he was having just some issues and some pretty serious fear and anxiety and he came home with a clean bill of health except for a little heart murmur so we're getting He's on anxiety meds to check in on that, and it should be fine. They said that it's really not that big of a deal. But he's had such a better day, and just he is very resilient, and we are too. So that's that's been really special, and I'm so grateful for the last year that we've spent with the guy. (laughs) Okay, now on to your next point. Well, we're all sending Roger a lot of love and his awesome parents. And the worst part about you sharing photos of him as a baby is you can never appreciate in photos how truly small and cute they are. Um, but, okay, just quick life updates. And here's the thing. You better get used to this because you can just know that with me and Riley, even if there is a point of the episode and a theme... I'm sorry, if we have something to talk about, it's gonna probably take a while and get, that's, you know, why why should I even apologize? We're having fun. Okay. Yeah, sorry, this is our podcast. We will be running it as we like. (laughs) Oh, you can start your own. We don't even need listeners. No, just kidding. (laughs) No, Um, this is between you and me. This this is is personal. This is a private conversation. Please leave. (laughs) Oh, just kidding. Okay, first of all, as briefly mentioned, we are looking at some chickens today. I'm so excited. Um, We've wanted chickens for uh, literally forever, but more seriously since we moved out to the homestead. And 
Yesterday, it came to my attention that there are seven chickens that need to be rescued because their family can't care for them anymore. So I'm going to go see them today, and I'm very excited to be a chicken mama. Also, I have officially started 75 hard. Surprise, surprise. What? Um, that? You haven't heard of 75 hard? It's a Is very... a book? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. So it's like <laughs> basically like a fitness lifestyle challenge. I personally oh, okay. don't agree with all of it. It was clearly written by a man, in my opinion, um, like the, the philosophy <laughs> of 75 hard. So let me just quickly, I don't, I'm not the expert here, but 75 hard, it's 75 days of I don't know what all of the little ticks are supposed to be, but like you're supposed to get two 45 minute workouts. Let, I'm just telling you, let me tell you what it is and then I'll tell you what I'm doing. Okay. So two 45 minute workouts. One is supposed to be getting outside. You're supposed to read 10 pages of nonfiction a day, no drinking. Um, you're supposed to set a diet that you obtain obtain what's what's the word i'm thinking of that you uh maintain maintain thank you sorry um yeah that you maintain for the whole thing and basically if you make a mistake you're supposed to start on day one so that's kind of that's kind of brutal exactly so the sweet we have such a sweet girl who works in my tattoo studio that does our scheduling and she's the one that like inspired me to do it because she's been talking about it that she was going to start now and she wanted to start now because it ends on christmas eve um and i told her i said hey my friend i'm wow open. yeah christmas is that close <laughs> no christmas is so far <laughs> no just kidding it is too <laughs> it's too close but because i'm i'm ready to be celebrating christmas and no one can stop me um, but I told her, Hey, if I'm, if I'm agreeing to this challenge, I am going to do it my way, which is why I'm doing what I'm calling 75 hot, um, for hot girls only. <laughs> so I'm basically setting it up. So I feel success because the last thing I want from this is feel burnt out and sick of these things. Like I want it to be getting back into a routine that feels really good for me. Oh, and you're supposed to drink a gallon of water a day. Um, so I want to be in a routine I really like. So therefore I've set my own parameters. Like for example, I'm making sure I read that amount, but I'm reading some non some fiction too, not just nonfiction. Also, I am not doing two 45 minute workouts a day. Sometimes I technically will because of so much of the farm work we do that it's like that is also technically a workout, but I'm just not trying to burn myself out. I want rest. I deserve rest. So a lot of the times what I'm also doing is setting attainable goals is important to feel like motivated. Exactly. I and I didn't want to feel like, oh, I I ruined this. I have to start over. No, I'm not starting over. I'm doing the 75 days. Like, but I think it's going to be really fun. I'm excited about it. It's just a nice way for me to feel like, 
a little more accountability in terms of getting back on my regular fitness routine and um, like the reading habit I really like. I love to read. So that's like just joyful for me. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to update you with well, that. So it's been fun. That's exciting, Quinn. I'm excited to have check-ins and hear how that's going for you. I think it sounds like you and I are both kind of just seeking a bit of a routine to start out on the right foot for this transition season. Is that not another good segue or what? (laughs) To to the falling leaves? Um, This is my question that I just thought about. Whoa! I tried to do, tried to do a, spooky, a spooky ghost sound. I'm such a horse girl. Such Every a horse sound girl. I make, <laughs> why does it always come out sounding like a neigh? Uh, it's like, oh, that's Annie. The donkey. I don't know hey. if that, I don't actually know if that audio can stay in because that might be disturbing. Anyway. Well, now they got it um, twice. so nice we did it twice baby (laughs) speaking of what i was just gonna say is do you think there's going to be any confusion about speakers in this podcast yeah like do you mean who's mm, speaking yeah yes yeah (gasps) i definitely think i was listening back and i was like now that I hear you and I on audio, we have such distinct voices, but easy for me to say, I guess. But anyway, of course, I, I keep can on tell addressing you, you apart. <laughs> but <laughs> obviously, but I'm saying I keep on addressing you as Quinn to try to help out the listener, and you could just pull your weight in that field. Is all I'm saying. I've I I meant to drop a little rye, but. The thing is, we have been talking so long about random stuff that when I have a thought of what I'm going to say, it's out the window because we're like, we keep on talking. No worries. I'm just giving you a little problem there. But speaking of reading, Riley, why don't you you tell us about your Pilgrim Girl (laughs) philosophy? Okay. Part of my Pilgrim Girl philosophy this autumn is reading as well actually that's been a this year goal of mine i have always been a voracious little reader and that (laughs) maybe is also why i'm a little antisocial because as a kid i would read all the time quinn and i quinn can vouch that we would be like (laughs) we would be in the car doing errands like 15 minutes my mom is parked outside of the post office running an errand and i would crack up in the book and get get into it and Um, i felt like the dumbest dumbest tool in the shed because i had not realized that i was going to be diagnosed with adhd and my poor little brain could not focus for one minute on a story because i would always get distracted <sighs> yeah. I've come so far. My mother-in-law, Car- my mother-in-law Caroline was just in town and was talking about different types of thinkers and she said she's a dyslexic thinker and talking about that and I was like yeah, I don't think that's me because I would always as a kid 
pick up a book and tune out. Like it didn't matter if people were talking or there's stuff going on around me. I could focus on that task. Yeah. That's something that Brayden was, also always has in me. common. And I think that that, again, was a coping mechanism developed of being like, I have the power to tune out of whatever situation I'm in. Um, but then I haven't been reading as much post undergrad because I leaned into a phone addiction and <laughs> open up an app and scroll and then watch something on Netflix and just was a little bit losing touch with that. So this year I was really excited to set myself a reading goal, which I think is kind of arbitrary for number of books read. That's the way I did it. But I think that like forming a daily habit it's just as important. Like it doesn't matter if you read eight or 50 books in a year, or if you've been spending time reading, I feel like, but my personal goal was 35 for this year. And I have already met that room for applause. Wow. Um, that just made me feel extremely bad about myself. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, Building sorry, you that was up not the is intention. not tearing me down. So I'm no, really, really proud of you, It doesn't take Rai. anything away from you. Yeah, I'm really proud um, of you. I've, I've been loving reading too, but I I have not met re my reading goal for this year. But I do feel like the like 10 pages a day is a nice way for people to get into it. Definitely. Um, I just have, again, I'm used to reading a lot. I was an English lit major and would read books like pretty quickly. I think probably slightly faster than on average. So that's different for everyone as well. Um, I also include audiobooks, which some people are like, you didn't actually read it. Mm, yes, I did. And I think that um, that, that is that to the community. To say. Yeah, say that to the community of people of blind people. Okay. Also, just like, anyone that like can focus better certain, on audio yes. or is whatever you have going on. So I love renting my audiobooks. But one of my favorite books that I read this year, I read in the summer, but I'm putting it on my fall recommendations list because it is very good fall vibes. It's like is spooky. It the Paris Apartment. No, but uh, I love that book this year. I thought Quinn, I, it. I love that you thought of that, but no, I will put this on my list because I don't think I've talked to you about this book. So it's a surprise for you as well. But it's set out in like, I think, New England kind of vibes, which again has such a like good fall ambiance. It's called The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Did I tell you about that book? No, it sounds like a spinoff of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That's so funny. That's I didn't even make that <laughs> connection. But no, it was. I wonder when they were published in relation to each other. But it's the that seven sounds half like there's a copycat on our hands. Evelyn Hardcastle <laughs> by Stuart Turton, and it is like what a tangled web they weave. It is such an intricate mystery book, like such a skill at imagining a scenario and a world and it was long i felt like i read it 
as a rented book on my Kindle, so I don't actually know how thick it was, but it took me a while to read. It was a longer book, so it's definitely a little bit more of a commitment. But if you're in the mood for something like that, it was so well written and so creative and took me into this world so convincingly where it's thrilling. You want to go on and keep reading, but it wasn't spooky. It wasn't one that like made me feel a little scared, which sometimes okay. I'm not in the mood for. Yeah. So very cool. That's kind of, is that a good little what your whistle for what you can expect with that? Yes. I, I love that recommendation. I will definitely look into it. Who'd you say it's by? Stuart Turton, T-U-R-T-O-N. Turton for Um, a hurtin'. Did you you start the Paris apartment, Quinn? Yeah, I'm over halfway done with it. Um, And it's been going well. You know what I thought? Yeah. You know what I thought was interesting was a girl who I like to look at her recommendations only recently have started this, but she put she rated it super low um which i will say you hyped it up a lot and i'm liking it a lot so far but i felt like the thriller i had read just before this which now i'm forgetting what it was set me up like i i was even more hooked on that one but i'm really liking this one i just have to well i really love her writing because me too sometimes a thriller is like not as compelling with writing wise to me and i love lucy foley because i think she's a really nice writer yeah i am really liking it and maybe by next next week or the week after i'll be done we'll see and then i can give you my full um rating but should we just then go back and forth i'll say one of my fall recommendations okay so please by all means I think that now is the perfect time to get in the fall mood and spoil yourself with a tattoo or a piercing. I think that, <laughs> yes. Uh, too bad this isn't coming out before Friday the 13th, Quinn. Yeah, honestly. But the good thing is tattooers tattoo even on days that aren't Friday the 13th. <laughs> um, so very, very true. But that's today, just a fun that's little the, tradition in the yes, community. So fun and also backbreaking. Um, but yeah, Friday the 13th, dope. Perfect day for us to talk about it even though i know it's not coming out on friday the 13th but let me just say this is the perfect season for healing tattoos and piercings because you're not getting in and out of the water so much you're not baking in the sun often you're traveling less um and i just think it's a fun fun vibe for right now like oh i went through the summer and i'm gonna treat myself for something like i've been i i need to have that extra push of motivation and sometimes that's just what a tattoo or piercing does is get me feeling like myself again um and they they like i said they just heal out really well during this time and then come the spring and summer you have a well settled and healed piercing or tattoo to be showing off to the world i love that and that is a creative fall recommendation quinn thank you for the education as well that is a good thing to consider 
and um i i wish that i had a tattoo on the books right now but well you most certainly will get them in december we both know that you will when you're with me so i was recently spoiled for my birthday a couple months ago a few months ago at this point i guess what uh did we do five tattoos quinny yeah i think so a handful of tattoos together in a session and it was really fun and it was harder to heal them because it was right at the beginning of summer when we were going to france and italy in the sunshine and riley was trying to guilt me saying that i'm not letting her have a fun summer because three days after she got the tattoos she's like quinn i really want to go in the lake i really want to go swimming in the river i'm like are you joking me i give you these tattoos and now you're trying to use and abuse them what the heck okay because i want them to heal out perfect you're not let's recognize that i waited until you gave me the green light to enter you the river with much protest you did wait oh my Um, goodness in any case i'm going to offer you another fall suggestion because i want to know i am eager to know if you have tried this already so i know quinn's familiar with this but there is a brand sweet lorenz that does prepared cookie dough it's so yummy i don't i think it's all gluten-free yes i think it's all gluten-free and vegan Mm -hmm. or gluten-free and dairy-free i'm not sure which but they are just the type that like come with the little balls of dough all you have to do is put them on a sheet pan and put them in the oven to bake and there you have a delicious little dessert and they have a seasonal varietal of pumpkin spice if you are a pumpkin spice hater first of all i don't care you don't (laughs) have to like it but also that doesn't make sense to me like i love the warming spices of like nutmeg and cinnamon and cardamom a chai vibe like that yes. is me i love that like ginger a little hint of spice a little allspice to, to judge something up a ginger molasses cookie like that genre is really yes. for me but and this cookie is a delight and a powerful little bite if you have it just as plain dough which is mm. maybe not sanctioned but oof it's one mm. of my favorites so Macking those where did you get it um i got it from target okay but i, I know that they also carry them in like other markets like whole foods i think we out we're out in the south now so food lion i think has it but i bet like Smith's certainly never sort of heard of that would too yeah that's so funny yeah food lion harris teeters harris teeters has been bugging me as a grocery store because they act when they want to be the dodd store like they want to be smiths and they act like oh we're just your neighborhood harris teeters they're more expensive than whole foods not ironically i went because it was convenient on the way home to get some canned chicken for training my guy and 
it was like five dollars for a can of chicken or something like that i was like what looking down the aisle at the prices it really got my goat but food lion is like the smith's albertson's equivalent out here i feel like okay that but anyway the pumpkin spice sweet sweet lorenz are a delight and hack if you have an air fryer or toaster oven and you don't want to heat up your whole oven but you just want like two cookies you can put it on a pan in there or a little whatever and just have a couple and save the rest in the fridge and have dessert all week okay that is a good hack so what settings do you do on your air on your uh toaster oven just like the toast one and then you do it for the recommended amount of time yeah Brayden and i have on ours different settings where it's like baking has both like the top and bottom light on broil i think is just the top hot um toast so it has the different settings so ours we just can click bake and do the actual like temperature and time that it says on the package but almost all toaster ovens or even air fryers you can just go online and look at the equivalent like I've, for an air fryer, looked and seen where it says you might have to adjust the temperature or something slightly from the recipe, but it's easy. Yum. Very good hack, Rai. Um, Piggybacking off of that recommendation, I had also put to bake yourself something. And I know it can be intimidating for some people to bake. We came from a family where all of our meals like we cooked every meal and our mom was pilgrim girls pilgrim girls our mom was always baking so you know i feel like it's less intimidating to us because we learned how to do it and started doing it at a young age where we learned okay as you clean as you go so it's not like this big mess in the end but if baking is feeling intimidating to you bake a mix like just like you said, either get something like that, like a cookie that's just ready to pop in the oven. Or if you want like a pumpkin bread, I love the Simple Mills one. They're also gluten-free and vegan and just clean ingredients. So go get a box and then it just is whisking in. Then it's fun. You still get to whisk. You get to whisk in a couple of ingredients, but it's easy. You don't have to make it from scratch. If you want to be advanced and bake yourself something from scratch, that's great. And I think that it's also so delish to do that. Um, and it feels good and hearty because you're like using more whole foods typically that way. But don't don't make yourself feel bad. Like get yourself a pre-made baking mix and then it's fun and easy. Yeah. Also, can I just say something that does change the game if you're newer in the kitchen with cooking and baking that is what people that are experienced do anyway is mise en place mise en place just means having your things in their place so before you want to bake have the recipe picked out and or cook same applies and see what ingredients you need and you put put them all out you grab everything out of the cupboard that you're gonna need 
you measure them all out into a little container, whatever, and then it's just ready so you can read through the recipe and you can combine as you go and follow along as you go and you're not scrambling to measure something out or cut something up and you already have something else going on and it's stressing you out. If you just put it all out first, it goes so much faster and it's very like it's not daunting at all especially if you're gonna have to have like something on the stove or something going at once and you feel like there's a ticking time clock you can avoid that feeling i feel like pretty easily and then realize oh that is that's not that hard i just made an apple crisp that was delightful inspired by you've been right you've been making apple crisps or no i guess you made peach cobbler yes peach cobbler but I have some farm fresh apples from our tree that I'm planning on later today making apple crisp. So I'm very excited. Ooh, that's delightful because my one of my list items for your fall is to go to an apple orchard if there's any by you. I know that for us growing up, there, that was not an environment that was really going to be conducive to an apple orchard. But here in Virginia, there's one 10 minutes from our house that is so nice. It's literally beautiful out there. It's such a cute area, very rolling hills vibes. And they have all these different types of apples. You can go for a day and pick. Brayden and I didn't do that because... We were just kind of there for the experience. They sell like apple cider and apple cider donuts and you can walk around, you can pick whatever you want to do, or you can just pay for the bushels. So we got some from them that they had already picked. And these are the yummiest, most delicious apples. I can't believe once we get closer to our food sources and have like local food and produce, how much of a disappointment the American grocery stores are. I'm just like, that doesn't taste like anything and I don't want it if it's not picked off of the free right in front tree right in front of my face. Um, so yummy. But we were also able to buy it more affordably in bulk from them as a bushel because that's how the farm offers to sell them. And so we had a lot of apples and we made that into a crisp. And so I barely added any sugar, just a couple tablespoons of brown sugar and some different cinnamons and spices. Had that. Oof. It was yummy. just so, so easy and delicious. So yummy. We didn't have vanilla ice cream, but that would have been a welcome addition. See, I am not an a la mode girl, but I I can understand having it on the side. I'm not really a ice cream combined with pie or crisp, but I get the allure, but right. That sounds so romantic and wonderful. I, you know, I'm so lucky to have an apple tree here, but I should seek out going to an orchard because that's such a fun vibe. And also being able to get like a lot of the times they make apple cider, which I love a little mug of apple cider this time of year, like put, nuke that in the microwave for a few. Oh, yummy. That just warms you up or even, you know, like you talked about chai. I like to add a little of nutmeg on my chai, stir that. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, and instead I say a full cinnamon stick. Yes. A cinnamon stick hanging out of there. That would be the candy cane of the fall. 
Um, <laughs> and, and I've been loving instead of, I'm usually, if I sweeten stuff, I'm usually a honey. <laughs> I can't get over that. I just want to see a branding campaign for cinnamon sticks that are the candy cane of the fall. That just it I accompany your warm true. drink just delightfully. So delightful. And a nice little stir stick and adds just the right flavor. But lately rather than sweetening with honey for my tea i've been sweetening with a little maple syrup and that is a good fall vibe um but i've got off track because that was not one of my recommendations just thought i'd put that out there okay so next i love a good foot mask especially you know we're we know we're out here being little farm girl granola girls prancing around outside during the summer with no shoes on I love that. Live your barefoot life. It's great. But you might have some nasty, nasty dogs right now. And you need to treat those things with the love they deserve. So go to the store, get yourself a nice little foot mask, slip into those little gooey slippers and turn on a show. Let those marinate on your feet. Give them a nice little scrub after, you know, you can sit on the side of your tub in your shower and just give them a little pumice stone and then lather on some heavy duty lotion and slip into some socks to complete the whole experience. I love that. And I also will footnote to proceed with caution. I know with whatever mask you purchase, because you do not want to inadvertently purchase a peel off. If that's not what you're looking for. Some foot masks are like intense salicylic acid and ingredients that like make your skin shed all these layers and calluses and whatnot. And if that is your desired effect and you understand what you're signing up for, that you're going to look like a snaky little snake on your tootsies for a little bit, then that's fine. But they have hydrating ones and different options. So just, that's just my thing to say, like what, watch out that you're getting the desired effect because we're still having some warm days, depending on where you are. Maybe you're planning on flip flopping around for a beach weekend somewhere and you didn't know that it was going to make your foot skin absolutely peel off. So just, I think that's fair warning. Yeah. Read up on the label. You might want something that's slightly exfoliating, but more hydrating, but I know I could use a little work on my dogs right now to be quite transparent. Definitely. Uh-huh. Also, I know your nails don't breathe, but the idea of like taking off your nail polish and letting the toenails breathe resonates with me because I had my toenails painted all summer, which I enjoy and I have enjoyed it. But there is just not to be gross, but it's true that there's a increased risk for fungus if you are constantly going to the salon or wearing nail polish and you're not taking any breaks. So maybe use it as a little reset. Take a little break. Yes. A little clean girl aesthetic. And I've done the same thing. I took off my nail polish. I'm I'm just natural nails upstairs and downstairs. And honestly, I love that that's in right now. The fact that the like, oh, just having natural or short nails is in right now. 
that works for me because I love a Thank claw God, moment cause... as well. But <laughs> we we can't always afford that every two weeks. And also, like I I just like my nails feeling healthy and strong. And there's nothing that breaks my heart quite like seeing after they're ground off the flaky aftermath underneath. You know what I mean? Also, and you, I know, you know people what I say. Afford? Use gel X or something, but I'm like, okay, well, the glue still does it. The glue also, still does it. Also, you know what I can't afford is the emotional turmoil of an acrylic nail that's like past your little finger pad, so it has the opportunity to hook on things, making me think that I'm going to tear off my entire nail and nail pad and ruin oh, my I life. I have lost I... a limb from my finger getting stuck. <laughs> the way that sometimes I'm like... Oh, that was absolutely excruciating that my life just flashed before my eyes because that glue was going nowhere. That nail didn't yes. pop off. It didn't budge. I thought no. that my nail was going to be removed from my skin before the acrylic just broke and gave out. And sometimes I just, I've also had just my regular nails for a while and they get so nice and strong and hardy, but I also... I'm working with dogs, you're working with animals, like it's just not cute to have like dirt under like shoved under those nails and collecting yeah. grime. I I really typically would prefer to have my nails short because I'm I'm sensitive to accumulation under there. I don't like it one bit, but the yeah. the pain can be beyond. I I don't know how people in, could avoid that that constantly have extensions on their nails. Yeah, I, you know, I've been in and out of phases and I've had pretty long nails before and I have seen my life flash before my eyes more than once with that nail. Just bending backwards in a car door. Oh man, that smarts like nothing else, honestly. Dude, it um, really does. And that is something that in my mind, I was just thinking like, dad will never know the pain of that he's never gone for that and he never will i don't believe but then i checked myself that dad has shot a nail gun like a nail through, through his thumbnail before so through his i thumb. think he has a different sort of perspective on this issue maybe yes uh, um which he <laughs> i also hate that he's like honestly like it being in there didn't hurt that bad like removing it but i'm like dad that nail is the size of a nickel. You're joking me. It punctured oh. a whole like cheddar cheese through there. Like through the nail. Through the know. other side of the It's like... been multi He's done that more than once because he's a construction <laughs> just nail full on. I'm not talking like attack. Oh, no, it's given me the willies. Through the finger. Um but yeah. Also, can I just say I've been loving the look of just like a gel, like especially a clear gel with maybe a couple of dots. This is separate from the this is separate from I the was nail through say, the finger. Let's quickly just set that aside. That was a little spooky Halloween yeah. segment of the podcast. Now yeah. we're back into fashion Get girly your little land. <laughs> your little blood boiling. Um like in a cauldron. Ooh, there that was a better ghost noise 
Um, but just like a clear gel looks so nice and you can do a couple dots or something or even, you know, just clear and then a little brown French or something. I love that. But sadly, we come back to the same issue that gel nails just wear on your finger, which bums me out. And there's nothing I dislike more than when I'm washing my hair and in my thumb, the hairs string through the lifted side of the gel. I hate How that. How dare you? Another spooky teeth curling description <laughs> that I really oh um, don't like. Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to go off of this train of thought because I'm very excited about this fall recommendation, but I regret to inform you that if you don't live near a Trader Joe's, you're not going to get to participate. And I know that pain. I I paid my time. Yeah, what the heck? I thought this was a Wyoming girls podcast. I know, but you can drive to Salt Lake. I've done it. I have been that girl that drove to Salt Lake. Or if you're in Laredice, Wyoming, pop over to Fort Collins. That's a joy yeah, to do in the that's fall. That's the best part that's about Laramie. That's a college girl recommendation for you. You know how often me and my siblings were like, we're going to have to go to Fort Collins, get a little taste in our system, which yes. is a fun excursion. But now i am ultimate spoiled privilege where i live in a town with a trader joe's grocery store and there are many seasonal products there worth mentioning as anyone knows that is a trader joe's stand they're never gonna snooze on the fall opportunities but i'm not gonna recommend one of the typical things that you see all the time you know their pumpkin spice jojos are good you know those little items are delish but this this year I've been most impressed by is their pepita salsa. It has a little pumpkin on the outside. For those that don't know, pepitas are pumpkin seeds and it is so delicious. It's pepitas, pumpkin, tomatoes. I don't know what's all in this salsa, but it's very, very yummy. It's good on top of like soups. It's obviously good with chips and salsa or um, tacos and stuff, but it's more of a complex salsa. Like you could make a really yummy grain bowl with some veggies and some quinoa and stuff and have that on there and it would go nicely. Mm. Like it's just a yummy, savory sauce. I think I've eaten four jars so far and i want to buy six more to have on hand i think that it's so good brayden's like riley where'd that salsa go i bought a salsa told him about it and then the jar was gone and he was like oh i never got to try it so i got us two more and the first other jar of that he also didn't try i'm like okay well you need to get on it it's in the fridge Brayden. if you want some then try some but i'm not slowing down (laughs) so is it like orange looking does it look orange? Yes, it's like slightly chunky. It's not like a chunky salsa consistency, I would say, but some you can see like a half pumpkin seed or little chunks in it. But And it's like, yeah, a rich autumnal orange kind of red look. And it's not spicy. I've added some spice to things with it that I want to have a little hot sauce flair because on its own, it's mild. But it's delish. Yum. That sounds great. Well, let's see. I have, I mean, I could talk about recommendations forever. Good thing we're going to be around for a long time. 
Um, but my last fall recommendation for this episode is spending some time with animals. Now, I know not everyone has the privilege to live on a little homestead like me and have 42 animals. Um, and I'm not suggesting you change your lifestyle to accommodate an animal. I mean, if that's what you want, more power to you, then I do suggest it. But, you know, if that's not your your life, if that's not your calling, there are a lot of ways you can see animals. First of all, phone a friend if you have a friend. Tell them, hey, you go have a date night with yourself. I'll take care of your little baby, okay? Or go to an adoption center. Check out your local adoption center. I know it's not always the most romantic vibe and there can be like lots of barking dogs and it's kind of smelly, but just tune in, take a few deep breaths before you go in, get centered and remind yourself while you're there to see and interact with and enrich the lives of some beautiful animals that need it. So then you can go in and just visit with these little guys, think about them, connect with them. And, you know, we can't always pet. That's okay. It's worth just seeing them and seeing that little tail wag. And even if, you, you know, sometimes when it's a little saddy and you walk by the dog that's clearly scared and reactive, just take a moment. Don't look it in the eyes and make it panic, but just stand in front of their, you know, little place and Maybe close your eyes and send them some love. Give them that good energy because they can feel that energy. And, you know, we want to be lifting up the other spirits and souls and on the earth. Oh, yeah, I love that. And especially if there are dogs that don't get to interact with people as much and get handled as much as a dog that has found its home, they need that little boost from people of encouragement and showing them that they can be so brave and see people around them and have it be a safe thing and one where they don't feel pressure because a lot of having a dog is having to remind other people that just because they might want to pet or cuddle him does not mean that's actually going to serve this dog the best it's yeah. can be a self-serving thing and sometimes the best thing you can do for a dog is give it the power to feel like it can have its own space and it can share space with people without having to physically interact with that person even if that's eye contact but some dogs at the adoption center they need people to take them for a short walk or they love fetch or tug or something like that there yeah. are those animals too that really benefit from that and there are the ones that you can just show up for like quinn said in a quieter way and have it be truly coming from an empathy place where it's not only self-serving of i would love to cuddle a dog but just to yeah be there for them that's very sweet quinn i love that Thanks. Did you have any more on your list, Ray? I just had one last that kind of went in tandem with the orchard. But if you're not available to go to an apple orchard or you are looking for a different outside opportunity, see what national and state parks are around you. Brayden and I went to Shenandoah National Park recently, and it was so beautiful. The leaves were out. We did a short easy hike and it was really nice and really fun and most places 
something that is great about the United States, at least some parts, especially Wyoming, we're uniquely lucky out there and Colorado, but there's a, a lot of public land in comparison yep. to a lot of parts of the world. And there's usually access to forest or state or national parks. So look, just a quick Google search what's around you and something that could be even a little road trip. We had to drive like, I think an hour, hour and a half to get to where we were going in Shenandoah National Park. Make the little fall drive part of it. Swing through somewhere that you can get a donut or a coffee. And yes, you can have that little romantic moment for yourself of just connecting with nature i highly recommend not wearing earbuds and tuning out into your little virtual land like spending intentional time outside where you're being mindful and you're being quiet and actually having space to experience the things around you it's like oh that is rejuvenating and especially yes. in the fall when it, you're probably not going to be as schwitzing and blazing hot out there it's extra delightful yes uh it feels so good especially you know if you're lucky and you get a crisp fall day but still has the sunshine hitting your little skin feels so good but if not and it's cloudy and moody that's some of the most beauty you can get and just you know wrap that big chunky scarf around put on your mini ugg boots and enjoy yourself sean and i have been wanting to do a little drive like that rye and you totally can romanticize it remember leave no trace pick up after yourself people and let's make sure we are not being litter bugs or anything of the sort which none of our listeners would ever even think of can I just say that was a rapid turn from Pilgrim Girl Autumn to Christian Girl Fall to wrap up in your chunky scarf and Ugg boots with a coffee. We're like, unfortunately, the lines are becoming blurred, but it's whatever makes you feel hey, cozy hey, hey. and happy. But I'm talking about with some ultra baggy pants and makeup sticker free. sleeve. Yeah, so, sticker sleeve. Some visible touchscreen sunscreen glistening on your skin hey 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 i didn't say there was never the word infinity scarf i love a chunky scarf that goes all the way up to your chin mm, that's cozy we need not acknowledge my history with infinity scarves rapidly departing from that part of the podcast quinn thank you so much for sharing those recommendations with me it's got me all excited and i hope that everyone's enjoying this autumn mood as much as we are and this is again a little bit of a longer episode but i love that we got to cover some good ground in the beginning and i'm just feeling excited feeling inspired and i'm glad to be taking those steps together with you we're on the same wavelength sister as always lucky to be navigating life with you by my side and congratulations on the podcast need i say again this is so fun to be putting this out there and working towards you know this project getting better. <laughs> we're getting better at this project i wasn't even gonna say that but i'm just you and i both are so excited about it just having a little structure to talk to you my my dream my life <laughs> yeah, I love it.
thank you, Raya. I'm proud of you for committing and showing up to this. I'm having so much fun. I We could clearly talk for hours, um, but good thing oh, we'll be here every week. Not only could we, we have. We yeah. do. C- catch and- you next Tuesday. Um, and I hope you enjoy the weekend. Can't wait to hear about the chickens, hopefully. <gasps> Thank you. I know I can't wait to update you all. Thank you all so much, truly, for tuning in. I cannot tell you how much the response we had last week means to us, especially with our technical difficulty um, in terms of that glitch. We so appreciate you for understanding and listening anyway. It means so much. We've already got some ratings on um, the pod. That is so helpful. So if you wouldn't mind throwing up a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that really means a lot to us. Um, Thank you for sharing your special time with us. We truly appreciate it. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram at the Q&R code. My Instagram is Quinn Liliastrom. Riley's is Riley Liliastrom. And then I also have TikTok and Instagram, Tattoo by Quinn. That will all be linked in the show notes, which thank you to Riley for getting those always put together for us. Anything before we sign off, Rye? Nope, that is all covered. We'll update the Instagram every time a podcast goes up, so it should be easy to follow from there. We have everything linked, so even though we might be a little harder to search in Spotify and iTunes right now to pop up if you need help finding the link. I guess you're already listening if you've gotten this far, but I'll always <laughs> include that stuff there. And yes. I happy Friday the 13th, Quinn. Can't wait to hear about the rest of your spooky season as it gets closer to Halloween. Yes, same slash happy Twin Tuesday if you're listening the day this comes out. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye.